and welcome back to the Kensington and Chelsea Art Weekend podcast. My name is Claire Meadows and I'm so excited to be leaping straight into it again today. I have an amazing interview with the CEO of Cass Art, the amazing art supply shop. Uh, that was a really great interview with him and I'll bring that to you in a couple of minutes. While Kensington and Chelsea Art Weekend is upon us. And if you go to the website kcaw.co.uk you'll find details of all the program the public art trail the art boss and the headline project so go over to kcaw.co.uk to find out more about that and here is my interview with mark cass well, I'm really glad to be doing this one. I'm in, in presence of greatness of a sort. I'm delighted to be joined by Mark Cass, who is the CEO of Cass Art. Mark, thank you for being here with us today. Great, great to be participating on what, you know, it's going to be a great weekend. So how are Cass Art supporting Kensington and Chelsea Art Weekend? I think uh, the most important thing we're doing is many what I call tasters uh, of, you know, what we do. So making sure that everybody gets the chance uh, you know, we're calling them taster classes. So basically, one in oil painting with uh, um, Clary Skates. We're doing brush lettering uh, with with actually, as I as you probably know, all of our staff are artists. So some of them are our staff, uh, and some of them are professional artists, or some of them are past staff. So actually, we're doing an oil painting taster class with Jeremy, who actually each week is um, doing those classes available to the public. Uh, obviously. We, we try to do some broader things close to the park there in Holland Park. We've got some botanical watercolours. And again, actually something that, uh, in a, that people ask for, you know, book binding. So quite a few different classes we think that uh, will, you know, across a broad audience. Now, I said that at the beginning of the interview that I'm in the presence of greatness of a kind, but... It's true, it's not just hyperbole, because Cass Art has supported so many generations of artists. It's well and truly a family business. I mean, can you take us on a whistle-stop trip through the history of the company? Yeah, I think it's very kind of you to say greatness. I don't think, you know, we're a supporter. My family, I'm very, very lucky. I'm sort of fourth or fifth generation of a family originally called the Kateras that came out of Berlin. And my great-uncle, I suppose, started it, so... Uh, you know, in sort of the 1900s, he was holding, uh, you know, exhibitions in Berlin, actually had the first of three or four Van Gogh exhibitions. So I often say to people that, uh, you know, we've been going backwards since. But what he, and then my father, who is very much still alive at 95, I think instilled in me and, you know, really the heritage of, of our family and that, you know, art was very much everywhere. And uh, he... In 1970, saved uh, a, a company called Reeves, a paint manufacturer, that's the oldest paint manufacturer around. And I think from that, in fact, that's where I I ended up uh, owning the Cassart store behind the National Gallery, which is where it all started in 1984. But my father, uh, for the last 25 years, uh, very much promoted sculpture uh, and, in fact, uh, enabled, uh, I think, in 1994, the, the, the first commission of the 4th Flint, um, and as we know now, it's in the mayor's office. So the first three pieces were enabled by the Cass Sculpture Foundation, and that has been my father's uh, true, true focus for, as I say, the last 25 years. So following that, that um, one of my passions, I worked uh, for Getty Images uh, and started Image Bank, a photography uh, company, uh, in 1979, and, and that very much was my passion, working with 
discovered in the worldwide business. And then in 2001, uh, I found myself, my family, back here in the UK, my uh, two eldest children, 12 and 13, um, and actually found myself uh, in Kensington and Chelsea. I moved moved back there. I had been there before. And, and actually my focus became, uh, I went to talk to Windsor Newton, one of the, you know, the most important, uh, I suppose, suppliers of art materials in the world. Mm. And, and one of the things they told me was that, Mark, you know, it would be good if uh, someone could, you know, we're having, you know, basically in the last few years, uh, there are less and less art shops in London. And, and actually there was an art shop in Kensington High Street that, that I knew it very well, called Reeves, and it wasn't there anymore. So I sort of took it upon that actually my next challenge was, uh, and I sat down with uh, Pentagram, who also very much at Kensington and Chelsea, uh, and, and sat down and we came up with a manifesto, which really is what, which I think today uh, is emblazoned across all of our stores, but really is a mission to get everybody to, to be creative. And, and then, you know, if you have a mission like that, of course, how do we support it? And uh, so that, that's that been the challenge. Uh, and, and we now do it. We have 13 stores across the UK uh, and obviously an online. But as you say, I think one of the things that my father taught me is that uh, actually a little goes a long way. And, you know, sometimes I think my team feel like you know, we, we do and have supported thousands of, of projects and we continue to. Um, but the number one project is, is basically, I think, making materials, high-quality materials, affordable to, to everybody. And I think, you know, there's only by using the best materials do you get the best. So maybe that's a long whistle-stop. <laughs> no, it's a perfect whistle-stop, absolutely. Of, of where we are. So was it always going to be inevitable that you, and I always ask this for, of people I interview who have come from long lines of creatives, was it always going to be inevitable to you that you would take up the mantle of the business or did you have a crazy moment where you thought, hang on, I'm going to go and be a chef or something? Was it always there in you? Well, as I say, in 2001, I took over the shop in 1984, but I then went off to New York to do something else. So I can't say that I ever thought that I would actually uh, run uh, a chain of art supply shops and, 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 and actually wake up every morning and, and try and push our manifesto with, with our team. But no, there was a crazy moment, and I think that was probably what I said a little bit earlier when I sat uh, with uh, Windsor and Newton, and, and they put an idea in my mind was that why are art shops disappearing from the London High Street, the most you know, creative place in the world with you know, a lot of art students again and I was like it doesn't make sense so that was the crazy moment and, and I think I'd just been in an analog world in photography and turned it digital and I suddenly were talking to people about and suddenly my world flipped and go well that's interesting mm. uh, what, 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 what about making what's going on I was talking to people they were very concerned about you know uh, all the old apprentices are going. Are people actually going to make anything anymore? So I suppose there was a sort of zeitgeist moment. And this was a time where people were talking that books were going to disappear. This is 2001, 2002, and we were all going to read them in digital form. We, you know, vinyl records and all of those sorts of things that we all thought were going to disappear. So I was part of that moment of going, actually, no, no, you know, they can work together. And actually, I think my, my wife would say, you know, 
there's no greatness about me, but Mark's job is to save the pencil. Mm. And I think there was that moment. So I'm in a digital world where I do think uh, analog tools are really, really important. I think it's that coming back to that experience of, of actually being in the moment with something, isn't it? It's like when you put on a record, you put it on the top of the, the, the record player. And I mean, we're just so used to pressing apps and, and there's Spotify. And I think it's that it's that moment of returning to the experience rather than some kind of process. It's really, no, it's a really, no, I'm really, really... But we call it, you know, I mean, just doing the activity. And, you know, I think one of the things that I have learned is, you know, painting is hard. So getting a paintbrush, knowing how to use it is a skill. But actually helping people, so maybe they have less time and they don't do it, but making a mark on a piece of paper like, you know, we all know we do when we're five, six, seven, and eight. Mm. And especially today, what we're learning is, you know, using our hands, whether it's for cooking and actually how key that is to our mental health. Mm. We're seeing actually, you know, talking to dentists and architects who... 60, 70 years old, and I say, you know, what do you do now? You're retired. And often they say, I, I have to use my hands. Mm. So I paint, I draw, I do creative things. And, you know, that may be gardening, it may be cooking, it may be, you know, they're all part of that, maybe all sorts of different things. So creativity to, to us, you know, I, I think is, is very broad. So you just mentioned in your whistle stop tour that you were entwined with the borough of Kensington and Chelsea. What are your favourite institutions to visit in that borough? Well, I think it changed that uh, actually my wife and I's favourite, I suppose, and where we spend the most time, oddly, is the Royal Albert Hall. So I think that uh, uh, I think there's so many. Over the many years I've been involved, I suppose, Serpentine Galleries, again, on the way to Royal Albert Hall. And you know, I think what they did there, again, is just, just amazing. Uh, what obviously we're excited about recently, and you know, I think the great, I think in the last 20 years, I think the great museums, you know, the natural history, the V&A has, has you know, I think, changed completely. Uh, and so I think, you know, they've all modernized themselves. Uh, and I think probably the Science Museum, obviously, I, sh- I shouldn't leave that out, but uh, again, key. So I think, I mean, you can't talk about a borough. I mean, it's sort of crazy, really. It's, it's in, I can't imagine anywhere else in the world sort of unfair, really. They seem to have it all in mm. uh, And I think the Design Museum, when they said they were picking up from Shad Thames, and I've been a big fan, but I was thought that it was slightly in the wrong part of it, when it suddenly came and decided to sort of literally come up literally 50 feet from our shop in Kensington High Street, I, I got very excited, and I, I was there last week looking at the Kubrick exhibition and I'm a, I'm a big fan and and I think you know again it's early days but I mean again another uh, something modern contemporary institution that uh, not only tourists but everybody from from the UK uh, is, is going to visit so I mean I, I think it's hard to say which is my favorite I think actually a lot of renewal so the VNA probably in the last you know 10 15 years mm-hmm. people I talk to, I think that's somewhere where I go for ideas, actually. So, you know, uh, their shop is incredibly creative, and if I want a present and things like that. So uh, that's, that's from an institution point of view. Uh, actually, interestingly, I think there's some new things going on, which I'm sure you know, like the Japanese centre, which just opened mm-hmm. in Kensington High Street. And again, I think back to what's going on in retail, 
of the things that, you know, we, you know, what type of things do we want on our high street? And actually the Japan Center is a fantastic idea. Do you know what I mean? So again, I think we're, we're lucky. I think they're, I think they've got a, an amazing manga show. So everybody, uh, I think, who comes into our shop uh, or goes to Kensington High Street should be aware that that's going on this weekend as well. So um, there's there so many things. I think that is part of the part of the, the fantastic. I mean, Kensington Chelsea have always been enormously supportive in the arts. Maybe that is why I've ended up there. I, mm. I mean, I did a... Uh, with Tony Cragg, one of the things I did for the Cass Sculpture Foundation when I was the chairman there was we had the biggest outdoor uh, sculpture exhibition. I don't know if you remember it, but in, uh, basically in the Olympic year where we took over Exhibition Road and sort of surprised everyone. I think 12 million people go down that road. Mm. And, and we filled it with Tony Cragg's, you know, large-scale sculpture uh, to, to basically... Uh, and, and probably one of my biggest achievements, actually, obviously, with, with Tony's and uh, everybody's help, but uh, what public art should be, and it's totally free in the middle of a, a great city. Now, you've preempted my last question, actually, Mark, which was, what, in your opinion, is Cass Art's proudest achievement? There's got to be more than that one. Was, well, I think that was Cass Culture Foundation. I think our greatest achievement, and I think, like all businesses, I don't think, I think our achievement is... Actually, it's an ongoing thing to make sure that creativity, that we're involved with everybody, to make sure that uh, in everybody's lives they understand there's an opportunity to be creative. And I think our shops are set up so that you can anybody can walk into them, go and talk to actually a practicing artist, and and ask a question. And because it's difficult, you know, I think that uh, we shouldn't underestimate. Uh, actually, uh, and I think that's all we've tried to do. It's an overused word, but we've tried to make art accessible to all. And it's an ongoing, you know, you know I think, do I think I'm 10% there? Uh, maybe. Uh, so it's, yeah, I think you're being generous and saying, <laughs> but I think, I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's a mission and, and we need other people to support us and, you know, and I, I, you know, and celebrate, you know, I think, as we do with children. Uh, it is an interesting thing, you know, we celebrate, they put the artwork on the fridge. I don't think we ever put people's degrees on the fridge. Mm. But then we don't do it anymore, and I think that we need to be celebrating you know, everybody's mark-making in whatever form, and, and, and that's my mission. At a really important time where art has been taken out of the curriculum in the UK, and, you know, and I know this is, you don't want a 20-minute <laughs> podcast from Mark, on art education, but uh, I need help, that everybody needs help in, in actually making clear that, you know, if we don't have art teachers, if, you know, secondary schools, are, you know, yeah, it's in the French curriculum. We know creativity is probably the UK's number one export. We're absolutely the best at it, but somehow we've, you know, we've allowed ourselves uh, to take it out of the curriculum, and, uh, you know, that's when I feel that we've got it back in, then I think Cast Art and some of the other, then I think people are listening. That's my my message. There's the rallying call. Mark it Cass, is. it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for your time today. No, thank you.
I love that. What great insight from Mark Cass there. You can find out more about Cass Art online. And like I said in the beginning, visit kcaw.co.uk to see the Kensington and Chelsea Art Weekend program in its full glory. We'll be back with you soon for another interview. And yeah, so exciting. Take care. Bye.